0: The Blood of Olympus, Chapter 9, Leo. Leo didn't want to come out of the wall. He had had three more braces to attach and nobody else was skinny enough to fit in the crawl space, one of the many advantages of
1: being scrawny. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted.
2: Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week.
1: It makes sense that you read the leo chapter
0: oh because she's really? because she's i just love leo oh, i, I like, really like get ready to hear me talk about how much i was so excited to have leo pov back
1: me as well
2: mm. um neve ava how are we this week
0: great <laughs> <laughs> so good no i'm doing good um i'm a lot less tired than last week so that's nice
1: what's the opposite for me um Back hurty, because I'm doing, like, a reading of a show right now, and that involves, like, sitting on stools for, like, hours. Mm -hmm. So, back hurty. But that's okay, um, because I have chips. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. How are you, Brayden?
2: I'm fine. I'm chilling. You're chilling? You know, getting into the groove.
1: Have you seen that video of um, John Cena? Um, He says... Okay, it's like the word for ice cream in Korean. I'm not. Oh, you
2: love this video. I
1: love this video because he. Okay, the term for ice cream, I'm 98% sure it is Korean. It could be like a a million other languages that I am not familiar with, is Bing Chilling. Um, (laughs) Yes, yes, I know you've talked about
2: (laughs) You may have talked about this on the podcast. If I
1: have, you 100% will do it again because listen, I am Bing Chilling good thank you
2: um this week we uh will be discussing the house of hades nope nope, nope. oh my god <laughs> oh that was mention. a reflex nope. oh my god we were reading house of hades for <laughs> so long that that is the only book i know any I longer know. It's the um, only book we are reading the blood of olympus true. We are. uh chapters 9 through 12 through the theme of victory um and this week on the we uh have our first guest in a while it's been a minute since we have had a guest because frankly we've been recording by the seat of our pants yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep,
1: yep,
2: yep. um and uh this week we have asked our good friend uh Gretchen to come on the podcast um and discuss these chapters with us uh Gretchen would you like to introduce yourself um Just share who you are, um, as much of that as (laughs) you would like to share, um, and what your relationship to Percy Jackson Mm -hmm. is, um, as well as who your godly parent would be.
1: Oh, okay. Hi, I'm Gretchen.
0: Um, they, them pronouns. Uh, I... Uh, <laughs> I really cry <laughs> everything I was supposed to say. Um, who am I? I'm just here.
2: That's, that's Mary. Gretchen goes to
0: school with us. Yeah, I go, to oh, yes. I go to school here. We all do theater together. Yeah, yeah. we do. I almost Indeed. live in your house.
1: That is true. It's great. Um,
0: <laughs> I have read all of the Percy Jackson books. I read them when I was a kid, and I read them again when I wasn't a kid anymore. <laughs> Um up through okay, wait, the original series and then all of this one, The Heroes of Olympus. And then I read and wait, and then I also read The King Chronicles and Magnus Chase. And I haven't read any of the other ones.
2: Yes, yeah, we have, neither we have, have not we neither have we. Cool, cool. yeah. so, we are actually uh Neve and Ava are reading these, this book for the first time. Oh, so. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, we, we are... We have shifted into no spoiler okay. um, territory for the rest of the book. Cool. Um, not that I actually remember what happens in the rest <laughs> of this book besides the end. Okay. I do know the end. Yeah, yeah, But, um... I also... So, when I was telling you what we were doing on this podcast and how this podcast works, um, there is one thing that I did not tell you as it is a surprise for all of our guests. Oh, um, yeah. we...
0: Godly parent, before we stress them out. Oh, Apollo. yes,
1: yes, yes, oh. yes, yes. Before we stress them out. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. I always thought it would be Apollo. There were siblings! Yay! That yay. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any, like. I'm not a doctor or a musician. But I but <laughs> when, You are listen, a musician. Wait. You play. <laughs> you literally are a musician! Oh, you're right.
2: Gretchen <laughs> <laughs> <Richard laughs> does play. Play saxophone. I'm,
0: saxophone. I'm like a we band kid. We went to the kid. most lit fucking concert on this campus <laughs> we did, we did. to watch their, them play the saxophone. So.
2: so you yeah. are a musician. I
0: am a musician, actually. <laughs> but like, when I think of like Apollo kids, I think of like guitar and singers. Yeah. Because that's like what's in the books. I'm a mm. band kid. So that was not like. Mm-hmm. my aesthetic.
2: <laughs> I think we need to be more open about how Apollo is the patron god of band kids.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. absolutely Absolutely. I also yeah. think I don't know. I feel like I could tell the future if I really tried.
1: No, that's what Fair. I'm saying. But like, I can't, but can you imagine if I could? No, I feel <laughs> that. I have like like, I mean, premonitions to me, are, I think are coincidences but I have them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Also,
2: I would like to share a fact about Gretchen, is that they also believe that they cannot die.
1: (laughs) Okay, no, (laughs) the hollow
0: is making more and more sense. (laughs) No, here's the thing, I never said I couldn't die. I said I will never grow old. (laughs) I could die if I was killed. Uh, But I could never die, like, just because. It's an excellent introduction of to natural causes. <laughs> it would have to be like something kills me. Mm. Which is why. I, I mean, think that is how most like... people
2: die. Like, natural causes <laughs> is still something.
0: But I don't think that would get me. Uh, I'm gonna be looking exactly like this at all of your funerals.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh that's incredible. So and that's
0: Gretchen. That's
2: Gretchen. Um and with that, um, the present that we give all of our guests is, um, present. now it is your time to recap these chapters in 45 seconds oh or less. Oh,
0: God. Oh, um. shit. Like, I know what happens. Just remind- I need to remind myself how it starts. Okay. Okay. You're
2: good? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, go.
0: Okay, so Leo's fixing the ship. They call him into the meeting room. They're talking about where they're going, and they're fighting Nike, uh, so they decide to send two Romans, two Greeks- into the arena because she's got us a victory and they have to fight each other. They pick, um, Frank, Hazel, uh, Leo and Percy, um, because they don't have any big fights. And then they fight Nike, and I don't think we got to the end of that fight at the end of this chapter, right? We do. We do? Oh, yes. They catch her in a golden, in a, uh, um, in a net, the way first did. Net. In a, in a, like, celestial bronze net. And trap her, and then th- therefore vanquish her, and like unites her sides. And from Greek and Roman and all that. There you go. I actually did really good. You that did. Was good. You did. That do was very really good. Also, like sw- I haven't read this book since probably early high school, but when I started reading it, it like this scene in particular, like all came back very distinctly. Yeah. I don't know why I remember it so much. I think it's because. One, it's a Leo chapter, and he's funny. So yeah. funny stuff sticks. Yeah. And just, like, the jokes of, like, Adidas. That was That was, like, hilarious. hilarious. So fucking funny. I uh-huh. say, Guys, ready for a Leo Apologist podcast? <laughs> <brunch>? <laughs> I love Leo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, I was actually having such a good time with these chapters. Me like, too.
1: They were so good and so well-narrated.
2: As opposed to the Jason chapters. No, no the Jason chapters the in this book she, were good. Yeah, they were yeah. pretty good. I just want to. But not because of Jason. But not because of Jason.
1: No, but they.
0: He gets stabbed through the middle, and that's good. (laughs) He has like. He He lives. He does have like. He he, he lives. He's fine. fine. He's fine. Important Uh, things happen to him. (laughs) Yes. But he doesn't do much. No. Right. He's a weird
2: one. All right, what songs did we bring this week?
1: (gasps) Okay. I found it. Um. For a while, I was just, I was having a moment where I was like, what's a good song for this? And then I had to go through all the playlists, because I was like, I feel like I picked this recently. Turns out I didn't. Um, I feel like the ultimate, like, battle pump-up song (laughs) is Gloves Up by Little Mix. It's such a banger. That's
2: a good song. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love it. It's one of my favorites on Confetti.
2: I really like that song for these chapters. That was a good choice. Thank you. Um. I, mine is silly, so I'm going to go next and get it out of the way for right. what I hope are better choices. Um, but, like, it's Leo, and what's, like, a good fight song for, like, a Leo-centered chapter It is best song ever. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. <laughs> yes, it is. That makes so much <laughs> sense. I honestly, like, it all, like the music video too where mm, it just fancy. it all makes sense
2: I know I was like I was looking I looked up fun uh, I found a playlist funny fight songs and I saw that I said that's it
1: I thought you were going to do the, like the oh like the, the, like the what's chicken ground song yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: I wasn't ready to go that far but best song ever is like yeah. kind of close mm-hmm,
1: this isn't, mm-hmm. it's
0: the, a badass song yeah this isn't the song I picked but what it just reminded me of um the anthem by Good Charlotte it's like a pop punky <gasps> kind Love of song. That song. I feel like that would totally be like yeah. Leo's background music. Mm-hmm. It's these like not really mm-hmm. angsty, but like pump up punk songs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. that like steampunk yeah. aesthetic. Yeah. So my song is not that at all. Um, <laughs> <Not> t- <laughs> I didn't pick a fight song because I did assume we would come with some fight songs mm-hmm. ready because this is a really good battle scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so I'm focusing on one of my favorite plot lines in this entire series, which is Leo and Calypso. Mm. Um, it's so sweet. It's so good. I love. And it's a song called Russian River Valley uh, by a band called Fruitbats that I literally found, like, two days ago. Um, but the, like, main themes of the song is, like, like the chorus that keeps, like, changing a little bit each time. is like, could I be your North Star or maybe a river running to your heart? And, like, the whole idea of it is, like, all of these different places... Like, all of these different, like, nature elements of, like, how someone could find someone who's lost. Um, and it's such a sweet little love song, and that is also kind of, like, a a b B-plot, or, like, an underlying plot of what Leo's doing, is, like, trying to get back to Calypso, like, that he talks a lot about during these chapters. Um, and I just thought it was a sweet thing, because it's an island that no one's ever supposed to find again, and he's trying to find it. Aww. And that's what this song is about. And it's really sweet, and I love this plotline. Me too. There's You're some so great so moments sweet. for it in,
2: in these chapters too.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, a song I just thought of based <laughs> off of Neve's pick was um, Never Love an Anchor by the Crane, crane Wives.
1: I love the Crane Wives! Um, crane
2: Wives frequent these yeah. playlists actually. This is <laughs> yeah.
1: just like
0: they're so <laughs> a good. Leo and Calypso song of like a ship could never really love an anchor, which is. Oh, I haven't heard, heard that, that one. But, yeah. Like, so good. And that, but the song I ultimately picked because I just like love this breakfast scene like yeah. so much. Anytime they're like in the dining room on the ship, yeah. I'm yeah. like, this is gonna be great. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, true. So sure. I picked Tom's diner. Okay, like, that's, um, good. that's good. That's a good Yeah, that one? I don't know. I just think it's very like before they get into the nitty gritty of like a bunch of teens. Yeah. on a boat, eating pancakes. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, actually, one of them has like mortal wounds. Oh, yeah. yeah it doesn't like, matter.
1: It doesn't matter, because they have to eat their
0: little breakfast. They gotta have their little pancakes and yep. their little cereal. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. They simply
1: must. Yeah. No, I agree. I
2: love that. Um, what were our favorite parts of these chapters?
1: I okay. This favorite part is probably going to be directly connected to my offering. So spoiler alert. Um, but I'm obsessed with how Arion. I don't know how we're pronouncing his name, but the horse is like has a Orion. Sure, Orion has a foul mouth.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: that I really like. I loved it. I was like, thank you, and it's horse Hazel's personalities. Horse. Mm-hmm. like
0: Hazel is so sweet. And I love that these are like middle-aged, not middle-aged books, what's it called? Middle-grade books? Yeah. So, like, yeah. they can't su- they can't swear, but I love that the play. horse can swear. That the <laughs> horse can really <laughs> let it rip. I wonder if,
2: I don't know if we've, we've probably had this discussion or looked this up before, if these books are YA or middle-grade, mid-grade, because mm-hmm. the original series is mid-grade.
0: Mm-hmm. I think, I feel like I remember hearing that these are YA, and, like, based on the last book... Mm. Some yeah. horror mm-hmm. elements in there. Oh, yeah. yeah, I, I really hope I really hope it was a YA book technically. Yeah. Um, my favorite moment of these chapters is uh, everything's funnier with Leo. Everyone else is funnier when Leo's behind the narration for some reason. I realized, mm-hmm. like, it wasn't just like Leo was funny. Like everyone else around him is making better jokes when <laughs> like he's in the narration. I don't know why. I guess because Rick is like comic relief time. Everyone be funny now, not just Leo. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it was very it was very good. Everyone had good good funny moments. Yeah. True. Uh
2: I, sorry. I just before we yes. get off off the YA or mid grade, I just like looked it up real quick. Real controversial online. Oh and right. one of the main controversies is the Nico stuff.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm.
2: people being like it's definitely, this, this is a real comment. YA because the whole Nico thing with Percy, because kids in middle school shouldn't be reading that. And elementary kids shouldn't. Ooh. That was crazy to hear.
0: Yeah, that is Whoa. wild. Also,
2: middle school is YA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, be, to begin with, mid grade is like fifth, fifth to sixth yeah. grade.
0: Yeah. I think I read the first person. Like I think I was like fourth grade or something, and that was like yeah, Yeah. Like I was directed at the book fair to that section Mm -hmm. when I was in fourth grade. So yeah, yeah. It's
2: like children's books is up through like second grade, third grade. I feel like is a gray area dependent on your reading skills. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Fourth through six is mid grade, and then seven through up is YA. Yeah, like at a certain point, you just establish the ability to read normal books, and YA is pretty close yeah, to uh-huh. an adult-level book, except adult fantasy. hmm
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. adult fantasy is so hard to read. Yeah. I like it, but it takes a long time.
0: It takes a long yeah. time, and most of the time, not for kids. Mm. They pack sex into them.
2: Yes, their- it is the HBO yes. of a book. A um, book. <laughs> anyways, Back off that detour.
0: Yeah. Um. My favorite part was the Percy and Leo talk about Calypso. Oh my god, yes. I loved um, that. I just love killed me. Percy and Calypso was like one of my favorite. Not like I didn't ship that. Obviously, Percy and Annabeth. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I did love their like little interlude, yeah. and I love the Calypso story in general. So. Yeah, me too. Percy kind of like reckoning with the fact that he kind of screwed her over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love Leo. Wait, hold on. Leo's line. Uh, You're as bad as Jason. I'm trying to resent you for being all perfect and hero-y and whatnot. <laughs> then you go and act like a stand-up guy. How am I supposed to hate you if you apologize and promise to help and stuff? I know. Yeah. I'm just like. So I just sweet. love Percy. <laughs> I love like, Percy. At myself. Yeah. Like, Percy's yeah. just so good. He is. And even he's with so all good. these other characters, he's still, like... Even with all these other people. Other characters. <laughs> I mean, Quote,
2: unquote, characters. Yeah,
0: no, exactly. Um, I'm, like, a Percy Jackson guy. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, he will always be my everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely agree. It was such a sweet moment. Mm-hmm. It was. And I feel like we had, like, I don't know. It was also, like, I feel like there was, like, also something mentioned, Leo mentions, like, how you're supposed to talk to Percy when it's, like, oh, did you see that new TV episode? Oh, I'm sorry, you were wandering through the fields of eternal (laughs) damnation. Like, he's, like, hasn't had, like, a light, good moment in a really long time. Mm -hmm. So that was also good to see, just that, like, A, him just, like, going on, like, a normal... Venture with these people, like you know, and not yeah. like fighting for his life um, <laughs> in that way. Like every single second um, was also cute. Yeah, uh-huh.
2: yeah. My favorite stuff was was also. I mean, I loved the Nike fight mm, and that yeah. whole concept. We'll get into that more when we talk about the theme.
1: Popcorn um, are fatal. I <laughs> love <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> is good. And then she was like, "I see right oh my God.
2: <laughs> um, But the. Calypso stuff, not just the interaction between them. The fact that Leo has become a my wife guy,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, where he's like, yeah. you know, yeah.
2: Calypso could do this,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. you
2: know, but I like we're doing this, but Calypso could do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Calypso
2: loves this. <laughs> uh-huh. No, literally. it's it's kind of it's so it's endearing. So sweet, yeah.
0: and the fact that like it was a little detail at like the very beginning of these chapters, but that he talked to Hazel about it, mm-hmm. and Hazel drew, like, yeah. z- drew her for him. Mm-hmm. Was, like, that
2: was so uh, sweet.
0: Yeah. And he hung the picture next to the crayon drawing of the Argo. So just sweet. broke me.
1: <laughs> it also just reminds me of how like he literally explicitly was like, well, I'm not into Hazel anymore. And I literally was like, thank no. God. <laughs> oh, thank
0: God. That was exhausting. It was exhausting. We did need
2: a like... This was Rick being like, why are people still shipping them? You need to stop. Uh,
0: Leo has been shoved through some just bizarre plot lines over the course of this (sighs) series. He's just a little guy. Starting... Just a little guy. He's just a little guy. Starting in the... It was specifically Mark of Athena and House of Hades. Like, they just didn't... Because those books were so clearly about Annabeth and then Annabeth and Percy, respectively. Like... Rick was like, "I don't know what else should we do," and like made a love triangle and made Leo like offensive and like weird whenever yeah. he would try and make jokes because yeah. they couldn't figure out what else to do with him. Yeah. And now he's just back to being normal again. Right? I was yes. like, "That's not the Leo." I know. No, yeah, I Mark like, of, I'm gonna just wave. Marco, Mark
2: Athena, Leo. We it Was a
0: bad Leo.
2: Toss out Mark of Athena, Leo. Yeah, literally from throw the, the, the trash. beginning,
0: from like Lost Hero. They've been putting him in like when he's oh my god the Snow Goddess. What's her name? Kione. Kione. What's up with that? <laughs> they were just like, uh, oh, he thinks she's hot. Like,
2: and like, like she's ice cold, but but he thinks she's, she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> and I
0: was like, Alright. And Leo, Leo She's has gonna such kill him. <laughs> <laughs> and Leo Literally. has such a like like deeply upsetting backstory that we yeah. like kinda mm-hmm. talk about in these chapters. Like him just like recounting like some childhood events that I'm yeah. like why does he have to like be weird in the like, past books Yeah, I I know. Was, like abusive foster mother and yeah. like uh, and, <laughs> and, and like, that was just like a, just like thrown in there yeah, yeah. I know
2: real played fast and loose with that one yeah
0: <laughs> so I'm glad he got some some normal chapters where he got to show off mm-hmm. and have a cute plot line yes I know and be genuinely funny and not weird funny <laughs> I know
2: All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back to talk about the theme of victory...
0: I don't
2: know. All right, we're back. Uh, victory. Where do we see victory interact with these chapters? Besides the obvious. <laughs>
1: uh. I mean, it's just cool how, like, Rick frames victory as subjective. But, like, that's also something that is known by, like, young people. Um, and it's just always cool when... Like, the deeper truth of a concept is not known by the gods, but is instead known by people who are, like, 15.
0: hmm
1: Yeah. Just empowering the youth, Rick. Thanks.
2: Yeah, I think it was really interesting with how when you're dealing with a power like this,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like, the power to win battles is literally Nike's, like, yeah. thing. Like, she is the goddess of winning, she can't lose. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Um I don't necessarily think the way that they like one up her is it's a definitely it's definitely a take. It's the kind of the angle Rick takes is like it's the need to win, um not necessarily that she controls winning, but also she controls winning. It's kind of unclear. Yeah. Um but I think it's real interesting in application to, like, the Greek and Roman uh, civil war that's going Uh on, Uh um, because it really plays into, like, oh, she's battling between either side. That's why neither side has victory on their side. They have, like, mutual destruction assured for them. Um, So I think that is a real interesting play, and that's a real interesting uh, direction that Rick tries to take this in.
1: I agree.
0: Yeah. I think this is also just, like, a big dub for Leo. <laughs> In general, this episode. Or episode. Jesus Christ. I mean, chapter. <laughs> um, because the Archimedes Sphere works. Yeah. Does the trap well. He's... It's also... It's from his perspective. But, like, this fight goes very well for Leo. Yeah. And a lot of oh, fights... Yeah don't go very well for Leo. Mm, no, I he has a so his pretty need, historically bad track record when yeah, it comes yeah. to it, actually. He's, a, he's <sighs> great, but he's not a fighter, and we love him for it. Yeah. Um, but really I do think this moments. was, like, an ego boost that he needed. Yeah. Because boy, he got self-confidence issues. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think something that I'm noticing... We're only three uh, POV sections in... But from what I remember of this book, it kind of feels like Rick is using the first half of this book to uh, finish character arcs, yeah. and then the second half of this book to just like finish the plot that he didn't really want to write because the <laughs> overarching plot of Heroes of Olympus actually makes zero <laughs> sense.
0: Yeah, it does, it does feel like they're just getting like fetch quests
1: yes, yes! Um, of yeah. just like
0: okay before you get the big bad you have to go do this and this and this and this and just mm-hmm. like fill pages of like with yeah. other side quests yeah. yeah which like I don't even remember how they tie back into the bigger plot but like stuff they gotta do I guess mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah that is mostly the thing and it's the house of Hades was like this too mm-hmm. which is why I think in the end it was kind of a weak book even though the Tartarus stuff is like Rick's most incredible writing okay. it is paired with some of Rick's worst writing yeah. um mm-hmm. and this book I I don't really remember how the rest of it goes and I I think he's tying up these character arcs well Jason's character arc was tied up really well um Leo's character arc was tied up well I mean like yeah I would say this is this feels like a uh Pretty complete character arc where it's not the end of his story, but the arc of his character feels very complete. Yeah. Um, especially in his conversation with Percy, because he falls into that like Percy is so good, so incredible. He's so good at everything, and then kind of learn then this in the same way he was like with Jason. He's like learning his self worth, mm-hmm. and his self esteem has been like his um fatal flaw throughout these books. Mm-hmm. So like. I like that. I think it's done really well. Is it? Does it make the structure of Blood of Olympus as a novel um, good? No. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because in the past books, there have been like, like, like you said fetch quests, but they have made a lot more sense as to like why they're running into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like even thinking back to like the Lightning Thief. Like, they run into a bunch of random side characters while they're trying to get across the cut. Like, it makes sense why they would run into these people. And, like, I think this was a really interesting, like, side person to... Like, Nike was a really interesting side person to throw in. Uh Like, of, like, the... To talk about the Civil War that's happening. But, like, why we're dealing with her is, like, so confusing. Like, it could have... It would have made more sense if they just like ran into her by mistake. And, like honestly, yeah, like that's yeah. why they're like I, seeking her out. You know, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they put in a lot of like we have to stop here and we have to stop here, and it's like why exactly? Just go, all oh, just go, just go, why? just go. Just go. <laughs> just go. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to stop. You could just go. Yeah. <laughs> True.
2: It is very. We're gonna get like real story structure-y mm. here. Um, The Lightning Thief, which we always go back to when we talk about, like, story merit, um, The Lightning Thief is, like, the epitome of the hero's journey, which we've Uh talked about before on this podcast. Uh Um, if you don't remember the hero's journey, go back to, I don't remember, there's an episode where, that we talk about it, and I think it's called the hero's journey or something like that. It's called the hero something. Um, but it's there. Go Um, look. (laughs) Go look. Uh, in the back catalogs. Um, (laughs) But, or just search up Joseph Campbell, Hero's Journey, um, for quick synopsis, um, so I don't bore everyone who already knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) But, um, the first book is, like, you have, uh, you establish the world, you have the descent into the new world, you have the exit, you have the mentor, you have every stop on the way of that structure, The Lost Hero is a little more structurally sound in that case, where it does a very similar hero's journey structure. Overall, as the Heroes of Olympus books go on, we start to lose any structure. Mm -hmm. Um, There is something to be said that every story is a hero's journey. That is, like, neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. Whether I agree on that or not, I still don't know. But the this book certainly isn't, (laughs) um, and, like, Rick starts to lose the threads of, like, not every event in the book feeds into the next event, um, and it's in service of characters, um, and that way Rick is doing much more, like, television style writing, it's much more episodic, um, which is certainly why this was successful, because you can really get into the characters. Mm. That's, that's, and that's why we love these books. It's like we fall in love with these characters. So when your favorite character does something, it's great and you're enjoying it, even if it's a side quest. However, you still have
0: to
2: read through Jason chapters to get the
0: overall <laughs> story. Yeah. Um,
2: but that's kind of why it's both successful and like, not the best writing <laughs> at the same time.
0: Yeah, and we've talked about, like, the first series was only talking through a one first-person point of view, and now to have all these different point of views, like, all the time, and they're not in the first person, they're, like, technically in the third, so, like, you can kind of hear their thoughts, but also not, um, makes it, like, that you, like, have a lot more character work to do rather than... And, like, the main plot gets lost, but... It the, it's, it is annoying because this was a really in, like a really intriguing side quest. To yeah, have. no, that I, is yeah. With
2: with with all of that, I love these chapters. Yeah, no, yeah. they were really interesting.
0: Yeah. I think that like it, as soon as we like as soon as we got through the part where they were just kind of like looking for her, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which I feel like was actually this was a complaint I had in the um, oh no when was I complaining about this I don't know past a past chapter I was like. Rick just assumed we all knew, like, what this myth was. And, like, what we were talking about and why they would be encountering this. And while they're just wandering around looking for a Nike section was, like, kind of weird, and at least, like, explained a lot of, like, the myth of, like, why they might be here and, like, what this location was and, like, who Nike is. So that was helpful, at least. Um, I have a totally different point to make, if that's Okay.
2: I have one more thing to say about the story structure. Go for it. Um, Rick is prioritizing form over structure in that we don't need four chapters every time. It's that Mm, we're sticking to a form of four POV chapters, next POV, four POV chapters, next POV. um, And therefore the story structure is damaged because there's a lot of filler in those chapters that... Don't need to be as long as they are.
0: Yeah, I think these four or so chapters could have been two. Yeah, yeah,
2: they, they were a little too long. There was a lot of like, and now we're gonna have a little tourist moment. Oh, you know? yeah. look, Frank loves we're... reading brochures. Yeah. Okay. We're,
0: we're <laughs> al- okay. We're almost gonna talk about Calypso, but we're actually gonna talk about her like four pages later. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why, why tease it if you're gonna give us it's that just it the first time? Like. Yeah almost immediately after exactly. it's like either hold off a little longer and make it like dramatic mm. or just do it <laughs> <laughs> um all right shifting my gears. heart left yeah. um just the theme this is like kind of a half-baked thought going on the theme of victory this is like something that totally fucking stumps annabeth She's in that boat, like, I don't know how you could possibly do this. And I was like, wow, how out of character for her to be like, I have no idea. And like, I don't know how victory plays into that. Like, she's a, like, she's a strategist. Like, she was like, she's always interested in like the best, like, how to come at problems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just found it very interesting that she was like, well... (laughs) Good luck. I don't really see how you could beat victory and like I get it. It's a tough problem But it's just like crazy for her to be the main person in the conversation saying that I saw a Like last week saw like a Twitter thread about how Annabeth is autistic coded Mm -hmm. um Which thinking about like this scenario is like black and white thinking Mm -hmm. uh, Where she's like you cannot beat victory yeah. Like, it's- it's black and- she is victory, you cannot beat her. <laughs> um, which I think makes- it, it- was a very long thread about how, like, special interests, hyper-focusing, all that kind of stuff. Um, but in this scenario, it is, like, kind of fun to see her, like, no. I don't know <laughs> yeah, exactly. what to do. <laughs> I know. But because of, like, it do, like, logistically, doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah. And then the sure. people that they send into this fight being Percy, Leo, Hazel, and Frank. Hazel and Frank, but, like, the people we spend time with are Percy and Leo. Yeah. And, like, two of the most ADHD yeah. <laughs> 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 um of, like kings of out-of-the-box thinking. Because, yeah. Like, yeah they simply don't know how to think inside the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Makes this a really fun fight. Yeah.
2: It is yeah. the, like, neither black nor white thinking is really yeah. the direction that it ends up going. In. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, like, neve your point, it's so funny, because your point made me think of, like, it took me back to, like, Annabeth battle strategy wisdom, but it's, like, how do you strategize when a concept is so subjective, like, how do you yeah. get there when someone could just manipulate it in their favor anyway? It's, like, I, how I saw it is, like, for her, is like, is it even worth it to try? Because it's, like, she's gonna make victory happen non-strategically regardless. Yeah. Because, like, that's just what her thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, no, it is really interesting. And, and we so rarely see Annabeth be, like, I don't, you know, fuck if I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, no, I agree. And, like, thinking about that is, is interesting.
2: I also think part of it is... Rick wrote himself into a corner and was like, this is a smart character who can figure out anything. She just can't! Yeah. Um, yes. And, like, and you kind of see that in the way that it wraps up. Is like, they just say she can't win, and then she gets, like, she can't yeah. win. Um, because... I am going to talk about X-Men for a second. Please. Sorry. But there's a, there's a, um, there's just a (laughs) a great example. Um, if you're, there's a character in X-Men in like the recent, um, uh, Jonathan Hickman, uh, reboot, uh, where we get, uh, Arako, um, and we have Iska the Unbeaten, which is a character who her mutant power is to never lose. Word. So, very similar concept to victory. So, I was thinking about that a lot over the course of it. And how that kind of manifests in these comics is that she... If she's fighting for a losing side, she switches sides mm-hmm. in order to win because she can't lose. It's like, like... And, like, that is kind of... It is kind of just part of her power. Um, and then in X-Men Red, which is an incredibly written book, um, Sunfire... Beat, or Sunspot, sorry, not Sunfire. It's really confusing. It's not Sunfire. Um, Beto, um, what beats her by like doing a mind trick of, oh, I bet that you can't lose kind of thing. Um, and it's that like twist on, like, putting victory in a, um, corner in which, like, no one can win, um, that's how you trap victory, and they kind of do that here, it's not the smartest, but they do, all the stuff with Iska, and in one of the most recent, um, X-Men Red Edition's Storm does a similar thing, Mm. um, I just just read X Men Red because if you're interested in like the concept of victory and if that power sounds interesting to you, just read X Men Red. I promise it, it's really good. It's only like ten issues so far. It's a current ongoing comic, um, but I just had to share that because it's a very similar concept.
0: It was it was a worthy reason to mm-hmm. mention
1: X Men. I like X Men.
0: Worst reasons that you brought up. <laughs>
1: i kidding.
2: There's no bad reason to mention X-Men.
1: <laughs> Excellent films.
0: I also, at the end of these chapters, was like, did they... I guess you could say they won, but they kind of just paused. The, I, found, yeah. You know, like, like they put her in a net and put a gag in her mouth, which I was like, Frank. Um, I, <laughs> you know, you know, like, please. <laughs> like You couldn't come up with...
1: Anything else? <laughs>
0: anything else and like the reason, reason I, that he doesn't it's like i'm like, gonna come you up again no leo no. has a magic tool belt that yeah. he can pull anything out of yeah, <laughs> he was, like, yeah. Let so you do have, have to use one of frank's socks <laughs> yeah uh, no uh-huh. it was kind of icky and frank literally gets the duct tape from leo yeah, yeah. anyways um they kind of just like like, pause the game, honestly. Like, yeah. by, like, trapping her like this. And literally their plan is, like, let's just bring her with us, and hopefully we can figure this shit out. And then she stops trying to fight herself, and then she'll be better. I'm like, and do you think she'll be less angry that you die her up? But, like, I guess that's an issue for a different day. Um But I found that interesting, that, like, they don't win. Because that's impossible, as Annabeth was saying. it's imp- It's impossible to beat victory, but, like, they do... Successfully put the game on pause until hopefully they can, like, figure out what is, like, the external factors that are making
1: her act like that. Yeah.
2: Any mm-hmm. more thoughts on Victory?
1: Not really. I just like the inclusion of Nike. She's always been one of my little favorites.
0: Mm-hmm. Her little robot was... The, the robots little were robots scary. were Girl bosses. <laughs>
2: they were... I don't know why they are giving, um, the, um, Weeping Angels...
1: Yeah, mm. from what Doctor Who? Yeah, no, haven't. Uh...
2: <laughs> that was my only other thought about mm-hmm. that. But
1: yeah. I was gonna say I just liked it was like two lines
0: in the chapter, but um, like when Nike and Victoria split, and they both say like a line of like I am Nike, I am Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like the way they immediately established the difference of like Nike is the goddess of like the Olympic Games and victory and games. Yeah. And Victoria is victory in battle. And just, like, the stakes are entirely different there. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a cool little detail.
2: That was really interesting. Um, moments. Moments that we found funny.
1: I wrote mine down. Oh, here it is. Okay. I I literally spoke it. I, like, voice-to-texted it because I was listening to it in my car. Um... When Leo goes, I think it's in the first chapter, he goes, too bad Jason wasn't a metal automaton. Like, in reference to Leo wanting to help <laughs> Jason with his problems. But I agree. Too <laughs> bad Jason isn't a metal automaton.
0: <laughs> Slay. He essentially is. Work. He literally, when I read the, I've never read this book, when I read those chapters and he was like, Knife on the other side of me. I was like, "Oh my god, he's dead." No, me too. I was like, "Oh my god, they literally killed him." First chapters Brilliant. of these book, and then he yeah. fucking didn't. He lived. He's like, practically a metal automaton. Reading this <laughs> the first time in like eighth grade or whatever, I like put the book down <laughs> and like stopped <laughs> because like, I was like, "Did they dead. in the first chapter <laughs> just kill and Jason? Him. That would be metal." That would be crazy. I feel bad for my girl Piper, so. Oh, I guess it's Oh, true. True, 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 Piper. Absolutely crazy he survived that. Yeah, no kidding.
2: Uh, Mine is a little long, but I'm gonna read the whole thing because it's good. The intercom crackled. Buford's mini hedge yelled over the speakers put some clothes on. Everyone jumped. Hazel ended up five feet away from Frank. Percy spilled syrup in his orange juice. Jason awkwardly wriggled back into his t-shirt, and Frank turned into a bulldog.
0: That is literally oh, yeah, mine, Yeah, I too. love that one. So that was so funny. funny.
2: The follow-up to that, too, is there's a line later where it's like, Percy is drinking his, <laughs> yes, his yes, syrup-flavored orange juice.
0: Yes, he <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. <Which> <laughs> yes, he which is. Which was nasty
2: to hear, but...
0: No, but Characteristic. So, I actually have a lot of, like, choices, because, as I said, everyone is funnier when Leo is behind the wheel. Oh, yeah. Everyone turns it up to ten. Their comedy skills have never been better. So, that was my first choice. The Frank turning into a bulldog is literally, like, had me laughing in my apartment alone. Um, but I think, uh, this, um, no, I'm gonna... No, I'm going to choose this one. Honorable mention to Leo walking up to this very scary and um, omnipotent goddess and saying, Lady! (laughs) Because that's just a crazy way to address her. Um, But I think the better one, um, in my opinion... Is the, like, what if we promoted, like, Adidas shoes, Percy wondered. Would that make Nekhi mad enough to show up? <laughs> yeah. Leo smiled. Maybe he and Percy did share something else. A stupid sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like, that was it's sweet. really sweet. sweet. Yeah. Okay. Mine was, um, I was gonna pick the bulldog part two, but huh. then, I just had to pick a Percy and Annabeth moment. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have to. Um, and it was, you're drowning them. I'm a Poseidon kid. I can't drown, and neither can my pancakes. <laughs> that, that was <laughs> like incredible. Little bits of Percy just being funny. Yeah. I know. In the way he can be funny. Exactly. It's my favorite.
2: All right. Offerings. So here's the deal for offerings. It's just picking a character who did well this week, needs a little extra love, or just like you like. It was in these chapters. Is pretty much the broad strokes, <laughs> yeah. and for voting off, it's who is voted off the island for that week. Okay. So
0: who
1: did bad?
2: Who did bad? Yeah, Rick
1: so,
2: is an option.
1: Offerings. Did bad, so. and in this one, my party. offering is for Orion. Um, Foul mouthed horse exploded, <laughs> vaporized. <laughs> the horse was vaporized. He was the only one swearing. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna miss that energy. Yeah. only Percy can hear and it. And we're
2: gonna miss that fucker.
1: We preach. We're carrying on his legacy by having terrible mouths <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Percy's
0: <laughs> the only one who could hear him, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
2: Um, my offering was for Hazel, um, actress,
0: queen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, she, she was an underappreciated because queen I'm in these sorry. chapters. She was really fucking up the the um, like. Environment. Oh yeah, she kind yeah. like oh, yeah, shes was... a section of the labyrinth. Yeah, she's crazy. Yeah. yeah, she's. I am go- I read these books like a lot of times. Don't fully understand Hazel's b- powers. Literally, Agreed. no fucking clue. Uh, graced, we literally like, like talk about it. Do weekend. stuff <laughs> that is like insane. And she started out so cut and dry. Yeah, she started out like can find. I metals. find metal. Like, and now find metal, she, like, and now she is can, like, fully, like, a witch? Yeah. <laughs> she's crazy. <laughs> sure. Like, she's,
2: like, become the Scarlet Witch. Like, yeah. Yeah. untamable, like, reality yeah. warping powers. Yeah.
0: Crazy. Love her, though. Haze my girl. But, like, <laughs> I don't understand it either. <laughs> I think I'm gonna give it... I'm gonna give it to Leo. Yeah. Huge surprise. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. He's just... He doesn't normally do, like, well enough, you know, to, Mm -hmm. like, deserve one of these. So, I pick Leo. He has his moment. Yeah. I pick Percy. Percy. (laughs) I <laughs> big surprise! <laughs> I pick Percy! <laughs> Percy mature king. No, he actually does deserve it. In these really I ins- almost picked him. Instead of being like Calypso is like, no, he loves Annabeth and will always. And Calypso was a thing from his past that he feels bad about. So he's gonna try and help Leo do whatever he can, and I love that for him. And I love him. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and that's that. And that's that. Yeah, that's He will fair. always be my favorite.
2: That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And who will we vote off? <sighs> I know it's kind of hard this week.
1: It is. I
0: can I be bold and say Frank? I feel like he just didn't do much, except, like, yeah. exposition.
1: I, and I the would sock agree. He, and the sock for, yeah. the sock. for the sock. For the sock. Gross. For the sock. For the sock. I'm not gonna give him one, because that's so many for one guy, um, but I, I I agree with all of you. Um, I don't know how many of you technically hopped on that, but...
2: No, I'm not gonna no. hop on it, but oh, I respect that. He
1: definitely it. deserves okay, okay. a solid one for he that. Does. He yeah, does, he does. really totally. gross. Um... God, I'm
2: torn. I'm gonna say I actually I thought if I just started talking, it would really come <laughs> yeah, yeah. to me no, um, no, I think I'm gonna vote off Victoria because no. she's a warmonger. not Nike though. Love the Olympics yeah
1: Nike slides. big fan of your work. big fan <laughs> of the Olympics yeah, big fan of the Olympics um true. God damn, this is hard. Um
2: Big history of colonialism with Victoria. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, um I vote off Blackjack, where is he? True. Blackjack for
2: not being here?
1: Yeah, I miss him. No, that's fair. Just the talk of horse. Where'd he go? Um, I'm gonna vote for Octavian again cuz they said the word Praetor and it made me think of him and why was he occupying space in my <laughs> brain? <laughs> um,
0: they also talk about him when talking about like the Oracle of Delphi and shit. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, and talk he's just
1: stupid and I hate him. He's a creep. makes my favorite life hard. we hate him, hard. but he is, as we talked about- Last week. The best-
2: Grey villain. villain. He's oh, a yeah. series. Yeah.
1: He just makes my favorite yeah, character's life so hard. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Alright, and that is all for this week. Join us next week where we'll be discussing
1: chapters 13 through 16 through the theme of paternity.
0: Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Return to Camp on every platform that matters, and we also have a coffee account and a Redbubble store and a website, www.returntocamp.com.
2: And thank you, Gretchen, for joining us this week. Thank you for having me. Welcome back anytime. Truly,
0: I love this. (laughs) (laughs) I love just talking about my favorite things (laughs) with my friends. (laughs) Yes, it's very fun. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.